0: me pray for us and then we'll get into John 15. Lord Jesus, we need your help this morning. We pray that you would help us as we dig into your word, that you would change us, that you would change our perspective, that you would shift our focus, that you would give us what we need to get through the day today. In your name we pray. Amen good morning everybody it's our second morning devotional through the farewell discourse um today we're going to be looking at what jesus teaches about the vine and the branches i know that you are probably very disoriented right now uh, i i've woken up multiple days and going what what day is it and like and then throughout the day i like how much have i eaten Where are the children? I I think a lot of us are experiencing some pretty radical uh, disorientation. There's a time when I was in my early 20s when I lived in Nashville when I did a lot more outdoor hiking. And um, one time I decided on a Friday, or after work on a Friday that I was gonna go hiking. had planned it ahead of time, but left after work. Drove like five hours from Nashville to Western North Carolina and uh, went hiking by myself in the mountains of Western North Carolina. And I just started way too late in the day because I left like after work. So I got in, uh, I got in as the sun was going down and I had a tent, I had supplies for one day and I had a map. And I just started on this five mile hike uh, by myself up to the top of this mountain. And um, it got dark pretty quick and Five miles uphill is not fast. And as it got dark, I reached down into my pocket for the map to make sure that I was on the right path. And I had lost my map. It had popped out of my pocket at some point. And there was really no sense, like I wasn't gonna go backwards and try and find it. And there was no sense that I actually could find it because it was dark and my all I had was like a headlamp. And I'm like, I have no idea where it is. Well, the the pathway was so disorienting and confusing because on the way up this hill, there was also a dry riverbed that ran ran right next to the path. And in the dark, I just couldn't tell where I was. And so I would be hiking, and then I would get off the path and realize that like, oh, I'm in the riverbed. Like, how did I get here? And so that that path up was, um, was pretty disoriented disorienting. And I know you feel that way as well this morning. Um, You're looking at another day and there's really no orientation point for when this is all going to end. You've got kids or you've got work or you're trying to figure out finances or you're trying to figure out how to keep yourself from getting it or worried about other people that have the virus. Um, Just challenging stuff and all of it feels very disorienting. I know that you have many questions, but let me throw out a question to you that would be helpful for you to answer, and only you can answer it, Uh, but it will actually give give you a good perspective on how you're doing and where you're orienting your perspective. And here's the question. Am I abiding in Jesus? In the midst of everything that's going on, uh, am I walking with him? Is He the source for my life? Is like He the connection point for my day? And some of you are going to answer yes, some of you are going to answer no, and some of you are going to answer sometimes, you know. But that's really what I want to get at today and I think will help you as uh, you're looking for an orientation point for your day. Jesus talks about the vine and the branches in John 15. Now if you're able to read these ahead of time, it will surely help you, Uh, it will surely help you. kind of track with where I'm going we're in the middle of the farewell discourse this is Thursday night Jesus is done with dinner he's on his way to be arrested and he's teaching his disciples some of the most important things uh, that he's going to command them and promise them and tonight's the very heart of this passage he says uh, in verse 15:1, I am the true vine I am the true vine Now this was really symbolic language. Uh, God's people in the Old Testament were considered his vineyard or his vine. But Jesus is redefining that imagery. If you'll remember in John 12, after the triumphal entry, he is rejected by his own people. And what Jesus is saying is that in him, he embodies the true Israel. He is now the true vine of God. And for those who do not believe in him, they are not bearing the fruit of God. But but through believing in him, through staying connected with him as the true vine, that's how people bear the fruit of God. Jesus says this in verse 8 of chapter 15. My father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. That, that word fruit is interesting, and as I said, it appears... In different places in the Old and New Testament we we think of first of all what happens in us uh, the fruit of God in us we think of the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians whereas we experience God's love in Christ for us we grow in love for others as we understand Jesus's patience for us we grow in patience for others and as we see the goodness of Jesus to die for sinners like us we we grow in bearing the fruit of the Spirit of patience or goodness Uh, love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control these are the fruit of the spirit and so the fruit that Jesus is talking about is first of all that's something that that happens in us and changes in us but then secondly it's something that comes out of us it's something that comes out of us it's that we become this people who advance the, the kingdom of God in this world we become good news people in a bad news world we live out the the righteous character of God in an unrighteous culture Uh, We do justice, we love mercy, and we walk humbly with our God. This is what it means uh, to be people who bear fruit as those who are connected with the vine. One of the passages from Isaiah that is really beautiful that talks about the vineyard of God or the people of God has this one verse where it says, The people of God will fill the whole world with fruit. And that's helpful for me to think about today. You know, as the world falls apart, God's people, through Jesus Christ, are still bearing God's fruit all over the globe. You know, the church has a moment to shine right now. And I I think the church is in so many different parts of the world. But it's really important for us to remember that we can't bear fruit unless we abide with Jesus. Jesus says in verse 4, Remain in me and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I am him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. Well, what Jesus is getting at with this imagery as him as the vine and us as the branch, is we cannot do anything without him as he said. How does a branch relate to a vine? It's kind of a hard question to answer because the branch can't do anything without the vine. I've got some branches over on these trees that uh, have been broken and are dead uh, due to past hurricanes and I haven't been able to get them down yet. But once they're, they're disconnected from the source, they're nothing, they can't do anything, they just wither and die. And so first of all, abiding in Jesus is simply a call to continue to walk with Christ today to follow him, to obey him, to, to love him, to trust him, to depend on him. I know a lot of people are struggling with, with uh, faith right now. Let me encourage you, don't walk away from Jesus during this time. Uh, there's something in there that maybe says that you want to, like I would be better off without Jesus during this time, but let me tell you, you can do nothing apart from Jesus Christ. So don't walk away from him during this time. I know the path seems murky, When I told told you that story at the beginning about me being lost in the dark on a hiking path uh, for five miles at night, the only orienting point for me was just that I could tell I was stepping up. Uh, the, the, The moonlight was just coming through the leaves bit by bit and I could just see a little bit, but the orientation point in that dark and disoriented situation was that I was taking steps up and up and up. I was staying on the path. And for you, maybe your orientation point for today is, I'm going to continue to follow Jesus. With, with my kids, I'm going to continue to follow Jesus and what it means to be a parent who loves them. In my work, I'm going to continue to follow Jesus and be a good employee. With my spouse, I'm going to continue to love them sacrificially and, and through that, follow Jesus. Because without Jesus, we can't do the works of Jesus. But by praying to Jesus and following him, we have the power of Jesus in us. Be reminded of that, that's true. It doesn't matter how you feel, it's true. It doesn't even matter if you believe it. Jesus said it's true, but by believing it, we actually access the power of what he's saying. What are you abiding in today? Uh, I'll be honest, there's days where I abide by screens, you know, I'm, I'm in front of a computer screen or I'm looking at my phone. There was a moment the other day where I was like looking at a social media app, and then I closed that app, and immediately my thought was, I wonder what's going on on that app. And I just reopened the app and I was like, wait a minute, I was just on this app. In this disoriented time, I think stuff like that's normal. But let me encourage you not to just abide in front of a screen. Not to just abide in front of a screen or abide in your Wi-Fi connection. Uh, those things are important, but they're not your source for life. Like if you lose your phone, you're gonna be okay. If you lose Jesus, you're not gonna be okay. Um, Many churches and and Christians are abiding by something called a rule of life right now. A rule of life. And and it's like a a structure that they have implemented in their life that helps them revolve around their connection to Jesus rather than something else. And so some people are saying, Listen, I'm not going to turn on any screens until I've done scripture and prayer. And that's not a legalistic thing. That's like... I'm thirsty. The first thing I need to do is take a drink. But maybe you want to think about abiding in Jesus that way by implementing some rule of life. Not for legalism, not to earn anything from Jesus, but simply to abide in Him every day. Because abiding in Him is really a thing of love and obedience and joy. Jesus says in verse 10 If you keep my commands, you will. Remain in my love just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. We talked a little bit about that yesterday, how Jesus isn't saying my love is activated once you obey me. He's not saying that at all. We can't earn love because then it's not love. What he is saying is the deepest experience of the love of God and the love of Jesus is in following Jesus and obeying him. Um, and, And as we obey him, that's the very way that we know that we have this connection because we want to follow him. We want to love him back. And that life of obedience, even now, even in the midst of this challenging time where people are dying, there is still an aspect where we can have joy in our relationship with Jesus, even in the midst of the pain. Jesus says in verse 11, I have told you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. I love that Jesus doesn't mince words. He doesn't He doesn't just put a positive spin on things. He says, this is gonna be hard. You're gonna have trouble. You're gonna feel alone. And yet in that, you can have joy through your relationship with me. So let me encourage you, even today, as you see your own weakness and your own limits and your own frustration, that can be the very point where you find connection to Jesus that can be the point where you realize you're drying up as a branch and need to reconnect to the vine if you're barely hanging on today uh, you are aware of your need for life outside of yourself don't ignore that plug into Jesus if you realize that you're picking up bad or unhealthy or sinful habits to deal with stress lean into the vine realize that you're looking for life somewhere else besides jesus say no to that and plug back into the true source of life if your marriage is struggling and let me tell you i know that there's a lot of marriages who are struggling you're just not used to these rhythms you're not used to not having a break from each other you're not used to not being able to see your friends but if your marriage is struggling start by praying together with your husband or your wife. Go to the vine together and say, we need help. We need to plug in. We're just branches and we will die without you. But if you're feeling isolated, recognize that you're not the only branch on the line. Reach out on the vine, reach out to another branch, reach out to another person, another follower of Jesus and say, hey, I need need help finding life in this moment. That's one of the reasons we're praying every night on Zoom is just, this is a hard time and we cannot do this alone. Uh, There are many branches on the vine and we're meant to function that way, both plugged into Jesus, but recognizing that we plug into Jesus together. You know, when I was a kid, my mom used to sing this song to me and the song went, trust and obey, trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. And the older I get, the, the, the more I love the simplicity of that song. And I just sing it to myself. I'm not going to sing it to you now because I'm not a, a musician. But, you know, one of the questions I've had in my life is, there, is there any way that I can find joy in my relationship with Jesus without having to be indep- dependent on him? It's like, is there any way I can do things my way and live independently and still find joy in Jesus? And that song has come to me over and over. No, trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey and Jesus himself is a great example of that. He He found great joy in trusting and obeying the Father, and there is joy for us as well, because we're not just subjects for Jesus. I mean, he's our king. We're, we're glad to just be part of the kingdom, but yet he says, you are my friends. He tells the disciples in verse 13, no one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friends, You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I've called you friends because I have made known to you everything I have heard from the Father. Know this, if you're a follower of Jesus, you're not just a subject to Jesus. You are his friend and he deeply cares about you. But what that means is he's actually using you in this moment as his representative, as as his follower. He, he, He commands you to love other Christians, to love other followers of Jesus. Love one another as I have loved you. But then he says this in verse 16, and we'll wind down here. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce fruit, that your fruit should remain, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. I I love the fact that it's not just us sort of coming up and producing fruit by ourselves no we, we uh, produce fruit through our connection with Jesus Christ and that connection is appointed by Jesus himself in other words what's behind all this is Jesus is committed to bear fruit through you through his commitment to you by grace and what that means is what you're doing today actually matters the way you parent your kids it actually matters as you love those around you You really are doing real things for the kingdom of God. This isn't just another day to make it through. God is going to use you to bring about kingdom fruit right in this moment. As you give yourself away today, Jesus is going to use that to advance his purposes and advance his love. And what that means is even today, your life has eternal significance. What you do today, Jesus is going to use uh, for in ways that you can never imagine, and that's not just something trite. That's Jesus's commitment to use us to bear fruit wherever we are. So remain in Jesus today. Just follow Him, just for today. Just just commit that I'm gonna I'm gonna stay connected to the vine today. I'm gonna pray to Him. I'm gonna ask for His power. I'm gonna follow Him today because He's committed to bring about fruit that remains in you. He is the source of life, we are the branches. Jesus sends the passage by reminding us that though we experience opposition in this culture, we do, we do have the help of the Holy Spirit in us. And so let me encourage you to orient your heart and your mind on these truths today. I was able to find my way to the top of that mountain as I oriented my, my eyes on the path. It, finally, I got to the top of that mountain and the trees cleared And I stepped out onto a bald, just a big rock, and there I was right under the sky, kind of like I am right now, and the moon was right over me. And what enabled me to get there was orienting myself to the path. Uh, And I want you to orient yourself to Jesus today. Just walk with him just for today. Take it one day at a time, and I think you'll find that you'll be encouraged, and he will provide you life. He'll stay connected with you as you continue to follow him. Remain in his love today. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you uh, for your commitment to us, and we just pray that you will help us be faithful to you, that no matter what we're feeling today, uh, remind us that you know what we're feeling, even more than we do, and you call us in that to come to you, to find life in you, to obey you and follow you. Lord, I pray that you would help us do that. I pray for the parents today that are struggling, be with them, help them to follow you. I pray for the medical workers who are scared and are risking their lives, Lord, be with them, Help them, encourage them today. Uh, We pray for our city officials who are making important decisions. Lord, guide them. And we just pray for each of us. Help us to follow Jesus. Help us to abide. Help us to remember that without you, Jesus, we can do nothing. Amen. We'll see you tonight at 8 p.m. on the Zoom call, and tomorrow morning we'll be in John 16. I hope you have a great day.